0: Hey, good morning, it's Tuesday morning. I hope you're doing well today and have had a great uh, great start to your week. Uh, I know as we uh, are getting into our week this week, we need to keep our friends in prayer that are being affected by Hurricane Sally. Uh, So let's be sure to be praying for them especially and for our friends out West that are dealing with the wildfires. So many needs in our world right now. So many needs in our community. So let's uh, be be sure to be prayerful. And um, not just in this season, but in all seasons, but especially right now, pray for our nation. Pray for each other. Um, there's no greater thing we can do than pray for each other. Pray for the world, and then let our prayer form us to allow our prayers to affect our hands and our feet. Uh, Mom used to always call that putting putting feet to your faith. And so let's uh, let's put feet to our faith today. Let's pray. Uh, let's care for each other, but let's also um, serve each other in some way today. Uh, our text today, uh, as, we're, as we're reading, we're um we're going to be reading the end of jo- not all the end of Job, but Job 41. Um, Job's a fascinating book. It's a, a book about a guy that goes through a lot, shall we say. And then finally towards the end of the book, he questions God, and God responds to him. So this chapter 41 is going to be, we're not going to read all of 41, but we're going to read part of God's response to Job here in chapter 41 of Job. Can you draw out the Leviathan with a fish hook, or press down its tongue with a cord? Can you put a rope on its nose, or pierce its jaw with a hook? Will it make supplications to you? Will it speak soft words to you? Will it make a covenant with you to be taken as your servant forever? Will you play with it as a bird? Or will you put it out in a leash for your girls? Will traders bargain over it? Will they divide it up among, among the merchants? Can you fill its skin with harpoons in its head with fishing spears? Like hands on it? And think of the battle that you are—you will not do it again. And any hope of capturing, will be disappointed. We're not even the gods overwhelmed at the sight of it. No one is fierce to dare stir it up. Who can stand before it? Who can confront it and be safe? This is an odd um, thing for God to kind of talk about here. Of course, this whole end of end of Job is uh, interesting, interesting um, piece because we see there that Job basically makes all these all, all these uh, he gives his complaint to God. Job, I think we often think of Job in terms of, of patience and faith. I think of Job in terms of courage um, because Job goes through so much. But then part of what he does is he he voices his complaint to God, and that's a courageous thing to do to actually go before God and say, God, here's here are my concerns. Here here are my complaints. Here's what I'm 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 upset about. Here's what all that I've gone through. And I, I admire that about Job. That Job has the courage to honestly give voice to his concerns before God. And then but it has this great um Job has this great few chapters at the end where God basically basically says, Okay, big boy in fact some of the translations say, go up your loins and face be like a man. Um so come on, big boy. You want to talk? Let's talk. Were you there when I did this? Were you there when I did this? Were you there when I did this? And so I've always thought 41 was interesting because 41 um, talks about the Leviathan. Um, the Leviathan is is, is, a, is a creature in Jewish um, Jewish kind of legend, if you will. Um, most scholars think it was probably a whale or some type of large fish creature, a shark, perhaps, something, something that... that the, the Jewish people. If you look in the Mediterranean, many of the cultures in the Mediterranean fished and, and sailed. Um, think about uh, the Phoenicians that were, that, part, that were in that part of the world, or or the Carthage, or Carthage on the northern coast of Africa, or even Rome. You know, there was a lot of um, a lot of sailing. Think about Paul. How many uh, journeys he takes via sea? Well, remember Paul's a Roman citizen. Even though he's Jewish, he's a Roman citizen. He's very Roman. The the many of the cultures around that part of the world, we're going to sail. And, and and not just on the Sea of Galilee, but sail in the Mediterranean, sail across the world. And, and if you look in the scriptures, the, the Jewish people don't do a lot of sailing. do that. I mean, they they will go out in the Sea of Galilee or things such as that, but they don't. There aren't a lot of stories in the Old Testament about the Jewish people setting out to sail the Mediterranean. They stayed pretty close to home. They, they were pretty close to that area there. So the Jewish people typically were not real big fans of the sea. I think that's one reason why I identify them. I'm not a fan of water myself. And so they didn't go out to sea a lot. They were not a seafaring people. They typically were afraid of the water. In fact, it's very interesting. Um, I, I don't, I'm by no means a Revelation scholar. There's a lot of folks that know a lot more about Revelation than I do. But one of the things about Revelation that's so interesting to me is that there's no direct quotes of the Old Testament in Revelation. But yet, nearly every verse in Revelation has within an allusion to the Old Testament, and would have spoken very loudly to the Jewish people, particularly Jewish Christians. Uh, and one of the interesting parts in Revelation is that there's no it talks about how there be, there's no sea in heaven, and we're like, oh, okay, that that's interesting to us. But what's especially meaningful to the Jewish people is the fact that there's no sea in heaven, meaning the thing that they're most afraid of, the water, the sea, will not be present in heaven. So in heaven, there's a heaven will be a place where our greatest fears do not exist. Uh, We're forever safe with the Lord. Um, So all that to say, this Leviathan that Job references, that God references to Job here, is a reference to this ferocious creature that the Jews knew lived out in the sea. Like I said, probably was a whale or a shark or something like that. And um, God says, okay, basically I caught the, can can you catch the Leviathan with a fish hook? Can you subdue it? Can you do these things? You can't do that. I can. God telling the Job that you think you have such depth of understanding. You think you have such strength, such might, such power. God saying you pale in comparison to me. You, you don't understand me. You don't understand my ways. You don't under, understand my strength. You don't understand my wisdom. You don't understand. And that's, it's interesting. I, I don't know that we'll read this passage this week or not, but where Job finally responds back to Job, where God responds, where Job responds back to God, after God had responded to Job, and Job goes, "I put my hand over my mouth. I've spoken much too soon. Your ways are above me." Um, God is God is letting Job know the fullness of who God is, and the fullness of God's power, and God's strength, and that's something for us to remember. I was preaching Sunday. Here's Saint Matthew's about Matthew. Um, I'm not Matthew, but um, about Exodus 32 and that whole conversation with God and Je- God and, and Moses. And, and I've said I don't fully understand this passage. And I think one of the things I've had to learn in my life as I've gotten older, and hopefully as my faith has grown, I hope my faith has grown, uh, is that I, I've taken on more spiritual and intellectual humility, knowing that there's so much about God that I don't understand. There's so much about God that I can't fathom. I, I know what His Word tells me. I know what I've learned from wise individuals who have gone before me, but also know that there's just a lot about God that I don't fully understand. And so I've had to learn to take on a posture of humility to understand that I'm not God. I'm just some guy. What do I know? I don't know anything. And I think one of the keys to growing in our faith, one of the keys to growing in God is really that concept of humility. And I think that's what Job learns in the end of this book is that he learns humility he learns that god is god and he is not and he's going to trust in god in all things and i think that's a great lesson for us to learn today for a lesson for us to learn each day is to understand god's strength and god's power and god's might and god's otherness but then at the same time understand that this same god was so vast and so mighty and so great and so strong is for us. He's not against us. He's on our side. He wants to be intimate and personal with us. He wants to know us on a deeply personal level. And it's, that's amazing to me that this God that is so vast and so wide and so strong and so incomprehensible is the same God who wants to spend time with me each day. Not just that I want to spend time with him, but this God desires to be in relationship with me. That's amazing. That's amazing. So know this morning that God is great, like the old the prayer that our, we teach our kids to sing. God is great, God is good. Let us thank him for our food. God is great, and God is good. And yes, we should thank him for all things. We should understand his vastness and his greatness, but also know that he longs and desires to be in relationship with us today. So I pray that today, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter where you find yourself, you can understand just how great God is, how strong he is, how mighty he is, how much he loves us, how much he's for us and how much he wants to walk with us. So take time with him today. In your reading, in your prayer, in your whole life, spend time with God, understanding the depth of his love for me and for you. Hey, love you guys. Praying for you. Hope you have a great uh, Tuesday today, and I will see you uh, tomorrow morning. Have a great day.